So early on, I knew that I needed to be really great on a microphone uh, because early on in my career, I had teamed up with a guy who had all the elements to be a WWE superstar, in my opinion, or at least be given an honest look. Um, and he was so effortless in some of the stuff that he would do that would just kind of defy logic for me. And I knew I couldn't keep up with him. Um, so it's humbling to have him as a stable mate and also as a, as a friend, you know, uh, a tag team partner from time to time. But Paul and I were, you know, I think we instantly gelled, but I, I realized like, man, I got to get solid on the mic. And the truth was I, I had a certain level of comfort as far as I knew I could talk. Um, I'd kind of felt, you know, kind of early on developed a persona that was pretty close to home and kind of an extension, but also there's a certain level of uh, confidence that, you know, just was immediately there. And so, you know, I immediately set out to try to be as solid on a mic as as possible. Now, I didn't have a camera, you know, there was no way of like recording myself and um, doing reps necessarily. So what I would end up doing a lot of times was just being Steve Margo for extended periods, um, but not super showman, just that was kind of my outer persona, I guess, to a degree. Um, so when it came to the promo, you know, I, I had certain understandings, you know, there were certain promos I really liked. There were certain speeches I really liked. There were certain scenes or monologues from characters and <clears throat> any form of, um, entertainment or, you know, anything I would watch or read or anything like that. Um, but from a wrestling context, it, it, you know, there were some tried and true elements to most promos throughout the years that, you know, you could kind of look from from the very early days to the the current um, landscape of things. Um, and there are certain rules, that, you know, hard, fast rules that are still, I think, tried and true. I think we're just in a different mode. I think the promo is kind of now escalated to something else entirely because of the mediums that we have to present content um, and each uh, each distribution app has its own way of doing things and you can really kind of tell a, a very immersive narrative you you could create your own thing right so you know and how does that pertain well obviously it gives you the basis of what should make a great promo which is believability within it and it being more than just a coming from one dimensional character like the character's got to have such a vast thing i mean over the years i've evolved and, and my promo styles evolved but again, certain tried and true things. Um, you know, like, don't bury your opponent. I mean, what would be the point? I mean, even if you're a phenomenal character or, at, or you're in a certain spot where it's like you're, uh, you know, unbeatable, it's like, man, you still got put over your opponent. Um, you know, name the event. I mean, that's kind of old school stuff. Like, name the event, the time, the place, all of it. You know. If you don't have any other bullet points, at least you have those to lean on. Um, you know, if you have catchphrases, oh, cool, depending on the length of time, because that's changed too, I mean, in some grand respects. But again, I think it depends on... <clears throat> the distribution that you're doing. Sorry about the coughing. It's, uh, I have a little bit of a 
road weary thing, which I'll get into in a in a in a bit. Um, but yeah, you know, you don't bury your opponent. It's um, you kind of give the the main points to talk people into the building. I think that's ultimately the thing, you know, or that should be the thing because the promo is like the promotion of whatever, you know, storyline, uh, character arc, um, introduction, depending on what the, what the main focus of that promo is. Um, you know, I, I, Oftentimes early on, and probably to to an I mean I know probably to a large extent now even now, I have a storytelling like kind of long. I can go talk, um, and I've been given segments where it's a lot of talking, and I have no problem doing that. You know, I don't think I can run out of steam in that respect. I know from the podcast I do that I can literally talk for hours if need to be. Um, so that's, that's never been the issue for me. You know, I can always seem seemingly come up with something to say. Um, and I used to get, I know early teachers would tell me, Oh man, it's a little, you know, you kind of got to get into the crux of it. Um, your, your point and when you're on television that's true if you've got a minute it's like you've got a minute 30 seconds you got 30 seconds you know you got to get across enough of a dump of data so that people can um see if they get the you know want to care about what what you're doing out there um i think i knew early on i was i was solid on the microphone um, I can think of one instance with Paul where, um, CTPW at the time, um, we went to a public access, uh, station and we utilized one of their studios and we were filming a bunch of promos and it was kind of like up and coming storylines and it's, in front of a blue screen and, um, you know, we each got an opportunity to talk. And I remember <clears throat> me and Paul not really being a duo yet and at, kind of going, Hey man, could we do one? And, um, Ray and George were like, yeah, sure. Y'all you know, got a few minutes, you know, you just get one take kind of deal. All right. We just kind of, I think me and Paul were on the same page as far as like, we're going to look across the studio because behind the cameras are, everyone's kind of lined up. And so Paul and I kind of proceed, you know, we, we were aligned with this guy, Paul Powers, Precious Paul Powers, Triple P. Oh, he should have gone by that. Oh man, what a missed opportunity. But uh, he, he was one of our stable mates, at least early on. Uh, for a very brief period of time, probably the length of that studio time, because I think the next time we performed, it was like Beautiful People's a different group and Precious Paul Powers is gone. But we talked about him. We talked about everyone. <clears throat> we basically looked, scoured, and we picked a person, and we just kind of like roasted them real quick. Uh, you know, we totally like... I don't think we buried anyone. I know we renamed someone Bitch Dog. He was supposed to be Butch Dog, and I think we said Bitch Dog, and that stuck. Uh, Ray and George were <laughs> were tickled by that line, I think, even though they weren't trying to encourage us. Um, but I think at that point, I'm man, I'm probably like six months in, if that, and Paul just came in, and, uh, you know, at that point, I knew, you know, that we got reaction it was like as long as i could do that i think i had i could have longevity because of managing maybe in the future oh well you know, if i can't be a wrestler then why not be a manager right down the line or a commentator or some sort you know um but um yeah you know i i, I was given opportunities 
and I lucked out in many ways. Um, I think in two instances, NWA Southwest and then PCW, uh, you know, I've said this before, Ken Taylor originally did not care for me and did not want me to be part of his promotion, the NWA Southwest, did not want me there. I did not see it. And this was an EWF. What he didn't realize is that his, I think, national heavyweight champion, Hasa Fernandez, and I were actually good friends, along with BJ Turner and T Justin Tufine and Psycho Simpson and Devastator. And we were kind of like the, this Texas, I don't think we were the Texas Mafia, we were something. They, we were kind of a known little clique for, for a brief moment, especially around the EWF days. Maybe we were like the, the elite, Texas elite or something like that. Um, but um, I came in as part of like this EWF invasion, and then quickly that EWF kind of folded. We parted ways like as a unit, the group, that aforementioned group. And so I come in, and my first match is against with Hernandez and I do a good enough job that, um, and thanks to Hernandez cause he really helped get me over with Ken. Um, you know, and I got, got put over with, with Hernandez. So at that point then I knew, okay, well, they're giving me something and I knew, well, if I'm ever given the opportunity to be on a microphone, it's lights out, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to nail it. It doesn't matter who it is doesn't matter who my opponent is, I'm going to, and mind you, I can look back at it now and go, that, you're just, you're almost there, you're not quite there yet. Um, but I was still pretty solid, and I got plenty of mic time, and um, I was able to kind of make things, there were points, I mean, I can remember my TASW debut, kind of not reading the room properly, you got to do that. I didn't realize it was a family-friendly place. Um, I had this perception of what it was. And then, so I kind of was like, oh, it's a hardcore place, not realizing what, that there were kids present and went in a you know, diatribe. So there have been points where I like wasn't thinking properly because a lot of times I'm not thinking. I'm just kind of in, I've dropped into whatever Steve DeMarco is. And some people were like, well, what, you, what does that mean? And it's like, well, I mean, for most wrestlers, uh, yeah, you that's you to a degree if, if you're, in fact, portraying hit yourself. But it's still an extension. I don't think it's a, the total thing. Um, and for me, I have to kind of go, well, DeMarco's separate. He, he's part of me, but he's, he's not always on. Uh, but he's on when he needs to be, which is usually when I'm around people. Or performing. Or doing a promo. Or whatever, you know. But... Um, or even doing this podcast. Um, I think others took notice of my ability to cut a promo. Um, I cut one at the NWA anniversary show and I was giving kudos for it, but again, it wasn't really what the, what the story was. Um, And then I got to PCW and it was kind of, they weren't really sure what to do with me and I wasn't really being given a microphone. And then I think Jeremy Sage, who I was a fan of when I went to TWA and saw a show and then come to realize like, he's going to be kind of instrumental in the sense of like, he told the PCW powers of be that like, you should get Steve DeMarco a mic. And let him talk, because uh, he is really good at it. Good at it. And I think that little, yeah, man, was all I needed. And it helped facilitate a push, which, in essence, like, generated interest. It really kicked me and elevated me and made me, um, you know, took me from, oh, we're not really sure what to do to you with you to the sexy weight champion of PCW, which was a cruiserweight championship, even though I was in cruiserweight at that point. Um, and the NWA Southwest Texas heavyweight champion. I'm like dual champion, but I can't be that guy. I can't be both. And they don't want to acknowledge the other. 
such a weird, strange world we 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 live in, or I lived in, um, in the wrestling universes. Um, but thanks to Jeremy, I was able to be given that, and I made the best of the you know the opportunity, and um, it helped that I knew the production guys, and uh, I really wanted to work closely with them, and I was friendly with the bussies, so it kind of it worked. Um, I you know not everything was was a grand slam, but for the most part, early on at least, I generated enough momentum that while I was like I think cruiserweight champion we were into five wins or five I think I get eliminated immediately from Fox I think Fox takes me out and I'm like okay so the rest of the summer I'm not doing anything they're like well would you would you want to come up here and go we'll pay you to like uh you know we'll pay you to like cut promos and do a best body challenge, would you be do would you be down to do something like that? I was like, tell me more. Yeah, do you want me to come on and um, cut mic work? I'll do that. Um, you know, then I'd get here and they're like, well, would you do a dark match and kind of help us evaluate this dude? Like, sure. Well, what do I care? Um, you guys are paying me to come talk. Like, that's cool. And so... I did this best body challenge and it's memorable. Like people have pulled me aside even to this day and you know, it's on YouTube. It's, um, but it was, you know, because I could talk, like I was given the opportunity to, I wasn't really just, it wasn't just about the wrestling. It was like, Oh, he's a character. He's entertaining. He's confident on the mic. He well-spoken, blah, 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 blah. And I really learned my lessons prior to that where it's like, I knew not to cuss. I knew, you know, I could, I could take it certain places and, um, still be within the boundaries of, of what was going to have mass market appeal as opposed to just kind of a niche audience, even though at times I can go, I can go there if I need to. Um, I just choose not to always have to go there. Um, yeah, I think that that's always been the thing. And then once I started doing YouTube and podcasts, it's always, you know, you're, I'm doing, in essence, a version of the promo, of a promo, you know, promoting myself, promoting my brand, promoting the next event, promoting, you know, they're all, it's all kind of practice for it. So that when, and now I'm given more opportunities to come just talk. Um, you know, the way I've, seen it evolve is obviously with with the advent of social media and just kind of how technologies become the thing you know it's uh it's so you know with your phone you can basically put out video content you can basically cut all kinds of promos you can basically cut them look at them edit them do whatever you know and you're not just uh, limited to just a promo where you're talking, you know, it's like you can do super cinematic stuff. And some of that stuff is phenomenally well done. Even the stuff that's, that, that is niche, you know, it's, you know, and I've been on various projects that are in essence, the promo, you know, trying to get people to pay attention and care and won't, you know, want to give you their attention. And so the hope is that they'll come to the show or buy your merch or whatever, you know, even though I've never really known how to monetize it, truly monetize it, um, I'm getting there because you know over the weekend I'm you know basically getting paid to come and talk, which I'll get into in a sec. Um, you know, for like anyone totally brand new. I think I've always told young talent this. I've always told any talent that's kind of breaking in, like, you should do it the moment you are deciding you want to be a pro wrestler. Like, that should be what your social media slant is. All of it's aimed at my life as a pro wrestler. But, you know, hype, hype up and stress the word life. You know, as a pro wrestler, great, but it's your life. You know, and I, I would think that if I were to break in now, this today, 
if I were to go, oh man, you know, that'd be probably the first the content I'd put out. And then depending on the platform, maybe I could do a variation of it. Um, maybe I go arts, you know, very artsy with it. Maybe I go very like noir with it. I have a certain slant to it. You know, if I'm buying into what the world that I'm creating, hopefully others will buy into it. At least that's what you're hoping because if you can get there where you become a persona that that transcends what they're trying to do, and once you come in, the vision is whatever you want to make it. And, and, and you know, you're not so much, you're, you're kind of superseding the vision, but still working within their vision. But you're given the latitude to make it about more personalized, I think. At least that's always the hope as a performer is that it's very personalized so that you know, you're feeling like I'm coming in here for a reason, not just to perform. And there's more to it. Um, you know, so what I would tell people is like, from the day you've decided that you wanted to do it. And some people have gotten some, you know, that, that just sets the bar, you know, but you, you never know what's going to become viral. And that thing could open the floodgates for anyone. You know, again, crafting, you know, even crafting your character and the, and the, and what, and it would have been, in whatever promotions boundaries you've got set. Um, yeah, but I would think still tried and true, like if you're facing someone, build them up so that whether you win or lose, it's you've performed against someone of worth and what you're doing of worth. Um, when I've worked with people, it's always been, how can we make it your concept? What is your concept? Because uh, that was never, in, even at times when I was given that kind of latitude, I never took full advantage. I never made it like, oh man, what I ultimately would have done, you know, or, you know, I, I, I don't know. There are parts of me that go, oh, I wish I'd, I'd taken my character in a certain way and so that my promos would have gone in a certain direction, you know, whether it be dark or just really cinematic or very, very vague to a certain extent. Um, although as time progressed and working within a web series, at times it was like, oh, like, how do I present myself to a general audience um, within the lexicon of a group? Um, but yeah, I mean, when I work with talent, it's more like what, what resonates with you so that we can put that forth because that's what's going to gravitate people to what you're about. And usually it helps people find their voice because it's within them. Or at least that's the hope. Uh, as far as this weekend, um, you know, when Bart had told me that I was going to be involved, uh, you know, after my debut quote unquote or the, the surprise return to wrestling and what I did with Jesse Logan you know obviously there were questions and they wanted answers and you know it was never brought up they do film stuff but it wasn't brought up like well maybe we should sit down with you or something because I'd be all for whatever whatever they wanted to do but they immediately said hey what would you come in on April 9th and just talk you, you know you'd have kind of free reign and uh, an open mic as long as you want. I was like, really? Wow, that's, hmm, that's like right as I return. Like, I come to the back, like, would you want to, uh... I mean, obviously people have questions, right? You haven't been around for a couple of years. You haven't been on the scene. Like, what, what's up? Whatever you want to say. That's a lot of creative freedom, um, which I, I appreciated because it gave me license, free license to do whatever, however I wanted to do it so I could articulate it how I wanted to articulate it. The truth is that I rarely ever will write stuff down. I might jot stuff down. Back in the day, I probably wrote, wrote stuff. But it's usually kind of like what's in here. You know, what's in my brain at that time? How, where, where am I coming from at that point? I know that that's when I've had the best reactions to, you know, 
the prompt I'm given in order to facilitate the promo that they need. Um, yeah, certain ones like GSL, that, that GSL intro promo that was in kind of vaguely hinting that the world was going to change because GSL had, was going to form the next month. Um, I always feel like that one, and that one was just on the spot, had no idea what I was going to say. I just knew where I was at that moment. Yeah, put myself in, okay, what Steve DeMarco feel like? He feels like this. And what came forth is what came forth, but I thought it was very prophetic in some respects, like without even knowing. Um, so back to, you know, so again, I had, I had some time. And, and I had a lot of emotions. Now, I've I've been on podcasts in some respects and, you know, shared aspects of my story. But truth be told, you know, I've never really in any kind of public form ever said anything. And so there was a certain thought process that maybe I go there. And initially I thought maybe I do go there. Maybe I do share certain elements, you know, and maybe I don't take them back just to 2020 and take them back to 2018 kind of deal. I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I really had to look at how people re were reacting to my initial return and uh, if it was, if there was anyone that, that had an issue. Um, because for every, you know, as much as human nature, we should focus on all the positives. There's always going to be the negative that you kind of fixate on. But the truth is, for the most part, it's been very positive. You know, I haven't really tried to rock the boat or come forth with anything. And so, again, given a public forum, it's like, man, I could go so many ways with this. I could go so many ways with this. There are so many angles that I could take with it. And so that was a little tough. Then I, I knew, well, there are going to be questions. Like, you know, should I, I probably should address the elephant in the room. Like, what made me return? Why was I coming back? And then why Undisputed Pro Wrestling? Why specifically them? And then why would I do that to Jesse Logan? And uh, so on and so on. Now, the Jesse Logan component, unfortunately, had hit a snag because Jesse wouldn't be at the show on Saturday. He was being a father, which I totally respect. And so it took away an element, though, because, you know, you think, oh, well, I kicked him the show before. This episode, we're going to either face one another or... You know, we're going we're gonna to talk it out, which is always my, you know, my proposition. Let's talk it out, man. Um, and that's where I would have probably gone with it. But I find out he's not going to be there. And originally, I thought he's going to be at the Humble Rumble. That's, you know, that was another thing. You know, there was two shows running that day. Um, but um, just find out, hey, he's going to be doing his fatherly duties and uh, being a supportive parent. I totally respect it. So, but again, it takes an element out of it. So you go, well, all right. So then what, well, I've got the, <clears throat> I got to answer the why for that, for those two, maybe give at least some context because I'm all about context. I think I'm still like, hey man, I'm gonna give you my history lesson. You know, that way you know where I'm coming from. I'm going to try to do it fast enough, you know, in sound bites if I've got to, but I need to put you where I'm at so you kind of understand where I'm coming from, especially if I'm going to, I'm about to say some stuff you don't agree with. Um, you know, and then it's like, well, when's the next, and you're not sure when I'm going to be back. I didn't know at that time. I do know now when I'm potentially going to be back. Um, we just have to, talk about that and moving forward um, which I'll talk about at the end of this um, so again I was kind of racking my brain like I typically don't do it but I did a couple of test runs of like okay where's my brain today 
And that's a little tough because I'm sitting where I'm standing, you know, but I'm not really like engaged in anything. There's not an audience, but I had to keep in mind, like I haven't talked in front of people in over two years at this point. What if I don't want to, you know, what if I can't do it? What if in my brain it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do this. And, and having to talk yourself, you know, kind of pep talk yourself into like, well, look, man, you, you agreed to do this. So there, there's no going back. Like you have to, but what are you going to say? And, and the truth is I didn't really have, I didn't want to have anything hammered down. Yeah, I mentioned to a lot of people knew that I was coming for the promo. So people that weren't going to be there were definitely sending me, you know, what they thought. And to get to make matters like, oh, the day that I find out um, the invites there like publicly, then people who share it start to kind of give their two cents on what potentially it could be. And I'm like, you know, and it's all great praise, but it is praise that I'm like, oh, man. Do I still, can I get there now? Can I be that guy? You know, because, you know, even like the idea of where we're going to go with him, um, where we're taking him in that, in this context, you know, I had to kind of set the stage for that. And it's in the the next, you know, like, Hey, this is where I'm at at this point in my career. I'm at a certain level um, and have to kind of bring that across too and like prove to be, you know, it's kind of like, okay. Um, So when it came to thinking about it, you know, as I walked in and probably as I watched footage of Undisputed Pro Wrestling, I kind of started to get some ideas of, Okay, well, how am I going to address this? What, what What's my end game? Where do I want to be? You know, yes, I want to have fun. And yes, I want it to be an enjoyable experience for my family. Yes, I do want all that. But at the same time, hey, I want to create memories and, and um, you know, kind of really solidify my legacy. Hopefully, you know, what I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing this. But every time I go out there, I've got to be the guy that they kind of go, oh, that's why he's who they say he is. And, you know, for those that don't know me and for those that do, like, reaffirm them, the ones that are very supportive. Or the fact that, like, that I am looked upon as a promo goddess. So, you know, it's like, oof, that's a nice T-shirt. Um, at the same time, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Um You know, bringing the family is always great. It also is, you know, helps me in some respects not dwell too much on what's going on or what's going to go on later that night. It is really all about what, what, how Jackson's feeling and how my wife's feeling. And um, it makes for, for a very nice road trip because I'm not dwelling on what's to come. I know that I won't have to worry about it or think about it really until I get into the locker room and then I can get into the mode of where I need to be at that particular time. Or at least that's the hope. Like, oh, man, I can turn it on just when I need to. The truth is, like, I haven't, you know, I've only been like Steve DeMarco proper, I think, for not very long, so, you know, recently, so... Um, people were, you know, at least fellow performers, people within the locker room seemed to be pretty, um, intrigued by the potential of what I was going to say. And, um, but a lot of people gave me my space, which was good because everyone had what they had to go on and they had their own stuff. You know, I'm just there really cutting a promo. You know, it's, it is what it is, you know? So, um. You know, I also wanted, this was a brand new crowd, different, you know, Santa Fe as opposed to Bay Cliff. You don't know how much, how much, you know, kind of crossover as far as tenants going to be, you know, whether, again, this is also for uh, 
television version of, of the show. And so you've got to take that into account. There are cameras you've got to, got to know, okay, I've got to be looking at these cameras, um, which I could have done a better job at the hard cam where I saw it. I'll just have to see what, what they've, what they kept and what they, you know, I tried to face towards hard cam and whatnot and just, um, yeah, those are certain rules. But again, knowing, hey, I've got audience around me, so I can address everyone if I need to. Um, part of me thought, oh, it's gonna, I, I'm gonna walk out, and they're gonna give me a, a, at least thirty seconds. You know, they're gonna give me at least thirty seconds of like, kind of like, oh, it's Steve Marco. Okay, I want to hear what he has to say. That was the hope, and then I knew, okay, well, if the, or or they're 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 in a positive because it's like, oh, well, welcome, welcome to here, even though what you did, but still, we are looking forward to uh, seeing what you have to say. Um, I knew I was the third segment. I was, you know, and then I knew, like, oh, well, you have like twelve minutes. I'm like, what? Oh, wow. So I'm like, you know, jokingly, I think I, I was like, so I can't just say Santa Fe, Texas, acknowledge me. You know, like I can't do that. Um, like, well, you could, you know, and it's like, oof, I mean, don't, don't, don't give me that. Um, you know, I, I definitely wanted to say a little bit more. And um, again, I wanted to kind of further the narrative, but also keep the people like there, there are certain elements that they're not too sure of, you know, because I haven't addressed everything. And so I was keeping all of this in mind. The second match wasn't very long. So then I'm the third segment, 10 to 12 minutes. Like, all right, you know, change. I've put on a suit. Actually the suit, uh, the last time I wore it was my wedding day. Um, and I realized like, oh, I've lost a little bit and, you know, fits a little different, but still fit pretty good. Um, and I just wanted to be in a mode of like, just a different mode with the suit. Uh, I wanted to come out and be kind of a different, a different version of what Steve DeMarco was prior to the pandemic while still acknowledging what's been going on. And I also wanted people to understand, you know, what my feeling is on overall of like my time away from the, the industry and what I, and for me, that's how I see it is, um, you know, truth be told, I always knew that once, it, you know, if like an infant's born, I'm going to be there as much as possible. Same thing for my stepson. I would, you know, any of his stuff I'm going to be there for. Uh, anything my wife's got going on, I'm going to be there for. So those all take priorities over wrestling, but wrestling is the thing, you know, it's still a tremendous passion and whatnot. But again, priorities change. I wanted everyone to kind of be aware of like, that's why the break for me, the shoulders bummed, you know, I didn't even talk about that, which was originally an idea of like, Hey, this is exactly where I am. But and again, I, you know, my mind kind of goes blank before I go out there. It's always a strange sensation of like, it just goes, I don't know what I'm going to say. I have some ideas, but until I open my mouth and the microphone, uh, I have no idea how this is going to go. It goes so many ways, so many variables. And that's the way I like to keep it because then it's as authentic as it can possibly be. Um, it's a decent, really nice setup. I don't want to say decent. That's shortchanging it. The setup at, at Santa Fe was excellent. I mean, just from an aesthetic and, you know, in all elements, I, you know, I could not have had a better time, a more welcoming time. Um, it, it was just, it was definitely like such a great experience for me, you know, coming out there, kind of that visual I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, 
you know, as soon as I see the people and there is a reaction and I tell the ring announcer to, you know, announce me as the Texas wrestling legend uh, because I didn't want uh, too much of a like, oh, he's the sexy guy or he's this or he's that, you know. It's just like, nah, that, that's kind of what my position is within th- this promotion or most. So let's name it so that we can move forward. Um, but as soon as I got in the ring, you know, I wanted to absorb the moment. I didn't want to rush into talking right away. You know, they had just seen one, the Loco Wrestling Championship match between, I think, Chris Carter and Sam Stackhouse, two guys I hadn't really ever seen. And, you know, again, they title match, I get it. Um, even though I have voices that say that don't get it all the time, but I, I got it. Um, most of it I got. Um, but as soon as I got out there, I, I was quickly made aware that people knew who I was and also knew what I had done and were not happy with it. So I immediately had, like, what chance and, like, they don't care what I have to say. And and that definitely put me on a almost a defensive. Like, there was a moment there where I kind of thought, you know, I'll just, I'll just put the mic down. I don't, I don't need this. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I don't need the stress, you know, like, it, talking myself out of it. Like, they're, they're, what, they don't care what I have to say, you know. Uh, they have every right to shut me down. Um, I have... I mean, what, and that's where the DeMarco kicks in. And that's when it's like, oh, okay. Again, it's kind of like, hey man, let me take over. And so verbatim, I couldn't tell you what I said because I wasn't thinking. I, I do recall one of the loudest hecklers who was, you know, kind of like cheater, 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 and something else. I kind of called them out like, is this the example you want to set for your kids? And he's like, well, my kids aren't here. And I'm like, but there are other kids here, bro. You want to set that example? You want, you know, if, if you were in my shoes, like if you were, we were switching places, I would give you the respect of actually paying attention to what you have to say. I brought up parenthood, you know, just that my life had changed, man. You know, wife loves wrestling, but once that baby was born, like I'm, I'm on a break. And yeah, people, you know, there are some people that were talking. So what? <laughs> I really only paid attention to the people that were, were uh, you know, I realized people walked away from me. I made that, you know, abundantly clear in, the, in it. Uh, I do remember that. I do remember going well, uh, but there were plenty of people who supported me. Plenty. Um... And, uh, you know, that, but that I was at peace would not ever coming back, you know, like I had no desire, but that Bart Harris hit me up and invited me and I felt I owed it to him. Um, and I wanted to be, you know, I was grateful for that. So I thanked him. I wanted everyone to thank him. Then I mentioned Jesse, and it's like, I can't talk smack about that. So, dude, he's not around. You know, he, he's being a father. Like, how I just talked about parenting. I'm a, how am I going to dog this guy? You know, like, I respect him. But one day he's going to, you know, the next time I, we can we can meet face-to-face, I'll be sure to tell him exactly why. But there was a guy calling me cheater. I was like, hey, bro, you know, if you really checked the tape, I didn't have a steel chair. In fact, I gave him the steel chair. It's his weapon. Of his demise. I just facilitated it. Put him down. One move. Um, I think I closed it with where I kind of want to go with the guy moving forward. Um, kind of said, look, anyone within Undisputed Pro Wrestling, I mean, like, you got choices. Uh, you could join the influence, be under the influence. You're going to bask in the glory that I, you know, it will provide you. 
because I, I am the guy who creates universes. I'm the guy. If you're talking about empires being built on a foundational piece, I am the foundation. I am the influence. You think of my resume, it's vast. I have had the influence in a lot of talent throughout the state of Texas and now the world. Um, I said, so, you know, join me or cross me and you're going to be uh, <laughs> destroyed by the influence. Uh, figure, just, just ask anybody. Um, and I said, you know, I'm a wrestling guy, wrestling deity, and that's undisputed. I think that was roughly what I said. I don't have a tape of it. Um, but I'll, you know, once the footage is out, I'm sure I'll, hey, man, can I just get a clip? Um, can I share the clip? Um, I'm curious what it, what it looks like. Um, feedback I got, everyone seemed to enjoy the promo. Didn't seem like I was shaky at all. That, my... Heckler happened, uh, the loudest heckler actually came up to me and was like, hey man, that was an awesome promo. And and that's where I think the ultimate difference or change or evolution of the industry is I am a, you know, guy who's been doing it for, at this point, you know, in, you know it's 2022, so 22 years. Uh, even with the hiatus, you know, it's not like I stopped being involved in some capacity. You know, so I have like old school mentality about, you know, the fan um, talent interaction, but I know it's a different day and age. You know, there is so much access and it is difficult. You know, I do believe, hey, you should have certain elements or, you know, if you're portraying yourself a certain way that, oh, that should that should be across the board. But I would also argue, well, it's easy enough to say like, oh, you need to be a certain way. But if you're working for multiple promotions, then the likelihood is that there are multiple versions of you, even within you, you know, what you're told at one promotion until it becomes um, a thing where you're just kind of crossing over all of them. And then when you come in, you are just the version of you, the latest version, whatever that is, and that your story carries on. So if you want belt, hey, you know, it's, um, at least that's the hope, you know, I think that's where I'm at now, where if I go to a place, it's typically that my history is built in and my, you know, credentials are built in. So I'm approached a certain way. Not always, you know, Hey man, I'm sure if I went to like AEW or like, you know, NX did a tryout or anything like that, you know, like, Oh man, if, if, uh, if certain prayers had been answered and say, I got a shot at AEW, they probably, it wouldn't be necessarily my version but it could be you know i mean closer now than ever i think at certain spots like if you do have a story worth telling then you're able to tell that which can dictate how they present you um and it would be great to be you know kind of this influence version or a god version uh, you know in god mode kind of version because i think that's also an idea of where we might go with it um I don't think I'll be there until June. I think that's the next. And as far as I know, that's probably the confrontation with Jesse. It could be potentially the match. It could be potentially part of me is thinking, oh, you know, my my matches or segments are gonna be completely something different. I'm I'm working, workshopping something. I think I can get get it. And if I can get it, um, it's gonna be more of something else. Um Slightly inspired what I've seen lately, but something that I've been kind of angling to do anyway. So, um, we're going to see. Um, yeah, so, I don't know what the next episode or episodes i mean one thing i need to do if i'm going to be event at places i probably need to start talking to talent i think i'm going to start doing that um for a couple of different projects but i, I think that's something i want to do i didn't take any selfies this time i we left kind of early um it was just a long day you know it's a long day for the family you know i'm used to it or had been used to it, it is still a little bit of a 
getting getting going kind of deal. Um, but the good thing is like, hey, I technically am probably not till June will I have to worry about traveling again, which means I also have till June to get prepared. And so I think those will be the next steps, but hopefully the next show I'll sit down with a couple, you know, a few people have, you know, some quick conversations, be able to put that in, uh, in this thing I call life future episodes. So kind of teasing that right now, just off the top of my head. Also still working on t-shirt ideas, but again, I don't think until I'm like returning to a ring to perform, um, will I, although man, oh, missed opportunities. Steve DeMarco, why don't you think of this stuff ahead of time? I should have done a shirt, like the promo, the date, uh, UPW, um, where, where were you? Uh, <laughs> I should do something like that. Oh man, that would be, um, whoo. Yeah, man, I might, oh yeah, I, I might pitch that idea. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks again for listening. This is, um, I appreciate anyone who listens to my ramblings and I do appreciate any listenership. Honestly, if you do have questions or feedback or anything like that, feel free to like send me stuff. Um, if you want to hear about something in particular, especially a topic, let me know. Uh, if you're a performer yourself and you're like, Hey man, could we have like a, a session? I'd be down to do that. We could do that. Um, Hey man, maybe we do it for the podcast. Why not? Right. You know, let's talk about, you know, where we're at and go from there. Kind of open to ideas too. Um, ultimately I like the idea of being able to talk and get paid pretty decently to do it. Um, I think that's what I can bring to it. Um, and I think it's a good, great way of elevating things. So, um, I don't know. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts? Anyway, Until the next time, I hope to see you down the road.